According to the U.S. Census Bureau, missing people of color are overrepresented in the total number of missing people in the U.S. Despite only making up 13% of the total U.S. population, more than 30% of all missing persons were people of color in 2018. That percentage will only rise over time. Only about one-fifth of these cases are covered by the news. The point of this podcast is to bring light to the missing people of color in the U.S. If we can help in any way we can, bring up more tips, maybe open up a new investigation. This will hopefully bring new light to missing people of color that have not had much news coverage. We will cover cases that have never been heard of, as well as cases that have been covered worldwide. Hello, this is the Dead of Night podcast. I'm Aisha. And I'm Cassie. Thank you for coming in and tuning in to our murder mysteries. Although they are not just murder, crime, missing people, and I think that might actually be so. Okay, Anisha, now that we got that out of the way, what thrilling and exciting story are you going to tell me? I'm going to tell you about Teresa Bunn. She was born on January 1st, 1986, so she is a New Year's baby. Exciting. They got a ton of free stuff. (laughs) (laughs) I couldn't really find any reports on her home life, uh, but... She was close with her family, and you can kind of tell with all the newscasts and stuff and everything. Um, she came from a good family. She was eight months pregnant. Okay. She was really excited. It's her first child, Aww. parents' first grandchild, and she was pregnant with a boy. And she was going to name him Michael, Michael Pierre Terry Bunn. What a name. Right. What a name. Right. Uh, after her brother, 14 year old brother. So I'm guessing she was close with her family. Um, like I said, it was her first child. Report said that she was nervous because she was excited. Yeah. Of course. Every, every first time mother is nervous, but super excited, right? Yeah. I know I was. (laughs) So she was last seen on November 12th when she told her family that she was going shopping. They weren't sure exactly where she was going shopping, but she said she was going shopping. She would call her mom around 8 p.m. on the 12th of November. So she's shopping all day? Who does that? People that have money, apparently. Oh, okay. I don't know. I don't have money. I I can't sit in shopping centers, malls for that long. Yeah, I know. I just have to know what I'm going for. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm good after that. I don't get what I need. I go home. I don't. I don't like being around people. Yeah. No. <laughs> so, around 8 p.m., her mom never got a call. So, at this point, she's worried. Of course, like every mother, her daughter's about to have a baby. She's missing. She's not communicating. All that good stuff. Um. So she ended up calling the police and filing a police report. So, same day, November 12th. 2007. I don't think I said the, the year. 
but I think I said November 12th. So that's okay. November 12th, 2007. We're good. All right. <laughs> You're doing great. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, her body was found in a dumpster near Washington Park in Chicago just before midnight. She was badly burned, strangled, and pretty much, yeah, set how on could, fire. How could they tell that she was strangled if she was badly burned? I have no idea. Medical examiners are amazing. Okay. Oh, yeah. good job, guys. Right. So she could only be identified through dental records because her body was so badly burned. And she... Well, obviously, her family was devastated. You know, like I said, parents, first grandchild, all that good stuff. So I found this article. The website is doublebound.blogspot.com. It's about uh, the Teresa Bunn murder. And they were talking about, this person was talking about, it doesn't really say the, um, the author of it, but she was talking about um, her supposed baby's father. Uh, it says that he had filed a protection order against her because she was being accused of making threatening phone calls to him and his family, saying he was the father of her unborn child and threatening to have him beat up, according to court documents. Who was going to beat him up? Her 14-year-old brother? I have no idea. It doesn't say. (laughs) But... So I'm guessing this man either had some kind of sexual contact with her and did get her pregnant and is just denying responsibility for her child. Or she could have had like a really traumatic rape because Mm. she has a mental disability. That is. But nobody really knows. And so she's thinking, she's like trying to block that out. And she's like, no, you are the baby dad. Okay, that's a good theory. I like that. Okay, I'm hoping. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So it says the man wrote that they had been involved, but they had not had sexual intercourse. So he was, they were involved somehow, but didn't have sex? Because men tell the truth all the time. Right, so like what man is going to just hang out with a woman and not expect sex from her? Teenager, no less. Right, not even, I mean, teenagers nowadays are into sex as well right that's what i'm saying so like it's crazy so to me i feel that a lot of these like this file of protection like maybe she did make these threatening phone calls Mm -hmm. because she wanted him to know like hey you're the father of my child are you gonna be there help me out you know so my my child has a father Mm -hmm. whatever but i mean i feel like her just being very frustrated with him not maybe taking her seriously. Right. Or him ignoring her. Right. Caused her to make these threatening phone calls. Just out of anger and out of, you know, frustration not being taken seriously. Um, it also says that she was arrested on charges that she had violated the order by allegedly going to man's home. So, again... While she was pregnant, she got arrested for going to the home of the supposed baby daddy. Right. Wow. But again, frustration, 
anger, stress. Yeah. You know, just trying to, you know, let the father, maybe the father <laughs> of her unborn son know, hey, this is your child and I want you to be there. Or you need to know. Yeah. So, I mean, I've never been in that situation. I don't have any kids. So I've, I've never definitely been. been in that situation. Right. But, I mean... It, it is frustrating trying to get a hold of them and not knowing where they are. Then they are denying the whole thing. Right. But they, they never had any kind of right sexual contact. Right. I feel, just my opinion, I feel like that's a lie. Yeah. You know, just to get out of having responsibility for not being safe, not having protected sex. Right. You know, there's condoms out there. There's birth control. We definitely could. Yeah. Just pick and, them up. You know. Even if he knew, like, I'm not saying that her having a mental disability would make her not think of using a condom. Right. But even women in that situation, like, in the moment, you don't think about that kind of stuff. Right. You're so caught up in the moment. Right. And so... I think that it should be both parties that are responsible for that. But even if he knew that she had a mental disability and that he supposedly didn't have sexual contact, even if he did, I think, I think he would, yeah. And I think that he would have known better to use a condom. Right. Absolutely. That's crazy. So... It looks like on the website too that she responded to his his complaint pretty much saying that the man and his mother were stalking and harassing her because she was pregnant with his child. So he's saying he filed the complaint because she was harassing the threatening phone calls saying that he was baby's father. But now she's saying... Teresa. Teresa. I apologize. Teresa <laughs> is saying that they are harass- stalking and harassing her because she's pregnant with his child. So, okay. But there's no... Was there any proof that she had reported any of this? Mm-mm. It was just her word? Mm, yeah. And he had actual documents? I don't know if he had any actually any actual documents. Okay. Honestly, it just looks like he, he applied for a restraining order. Okay. Um, it looks like it was it was filed in August, but if it's saying that she got arrested for violating the order, then it was proved. So it's not saying that he has proof. It could just be word of mouth. She called me. She told me, you know, they're going to beat me up. She told me I was the father of a baby, even though we never had sex. Stuff like that. Got it. Okay. Um, but a quote from her, it says... I want them to leave me alone. They are stressing me out. They are trying to make me lose this baby. Wow. So, in this situation, it's kind of like, he said, she said. Yeah. There's not really any any kind of proof about that. Wow, that's crazy. Right. Very crazy. You never know. You never know nowadays for people what could happen. Why we don't like people. Right. <laughs> That's why I stay Except for our listeners, of course. <laughs> why I stay clear from people. Except you guys that listen to us. Thank you. Thank you so much. 
Okay, so I have a few theories as to what could have not really happened, because we know what happened. Right. But what happened before what happened to her? I get it. I get it. I get it. I get it. Okay. This is why this is why we're friends. All right. You get it. Okay. So my first theory is maybe she met with foul play at the mall. She was going shopping, or maybe on the way to the mall. I'm not sure exactly how she got to the mall. She drives. She took public transportation. There's no, nothing in the articles that suggests that she had a car. But so say she was on the bus on the way to the mall and struck up a conversation with somebody. You know, nice. That was you know normal looking. You know, maybe this person was like, hey, let me, you know, go to the mall with you. Let's hang out. Let's you know get lunch or dinner or whatever and you know she goes along with this person because he seems like normal guy nice guy Mm -hmm. you know maybe he's showering her with compliments i don't know women really feed into that so um you know she went along with him he was nice to her you know and someone that that suffers from mental illness will feed into that into that niceness from other people because, I mean, people can be very cruel to people that have mental illness. Mm-hmm. So if she was to find someone that was nice and understanding and, oh my God, this guy is so great, you know, and then she went along with him and he murdered her and, you know, did all that other stuff. So that's just one of my favorites. Right, and I get that, and that sounds like something that could happen, but what if it wasn't even a man who did it? Ooh. What if it was a woman who did it? I really... You know, the article that you did pull up, it said that there was... They think that there was going to be a serial killer, but did they mention if it was a male? No, they said that... Let me pull up the article one more time. <laughs> they said that they were speculating that Chicago might have a serial killer because there has been deaths, 51 deaths of women between the years of 2001 and 2017. So, I so, mean, not only could that be a woman also, but it could be a woman who, because we don't know if these other women had mental disabilities, right? Right, right. So this could be a woman who was going after uh, mentally disabled women because she probably thought, like, she was doing God's work or whatever and, you know, trying to be a God warrior or something and, like, getting rid of the quote-unquote disease. But... I mean, it. Right, and she was she was Teresa, was an unwed mother. See, that's a that, that could be that's, that's a sin. A sin. Right, yeah, right, right. So that that's definitely a possibility. I yeah. never, honestly, never suspected a woman because the crime was so because heinous. Was so dainty. <laughs> right, was so dainty. And <laughs> we would never do such a thing. I would never. Right, I mean, but there are women serial killers out there. <laughs> but there are women serial killers out there, so right. it's a possibility. But I, yeah. honestly, with like 
how gruesome this crime was, right? I never would see something like it. So that's that's a great theory for sure. Yeah. Um, my other theory was maybe it was somebody she knew. There you go. Yeah. Maybe like someone was. who was jealous of her or something. Yeah, it could be that. Um, maybe, or well, no, I would I was gonna say it could be someone that wanted her baby, <laughs> but there was no reports of like the baby being. Sorry, this is gonna be gruesome. Cut out of her. Or anything like that. Oh, that's good. But, I mean, I mean, there could have been some kind of struggle. Right. And maybe the but, person... But, I mean, she was burned so badly, wouldn't you be able to see if she was struggling, except for the fact that, I guess, she was strangled. Right. Which, so, usually, strangulation is a crux of passion. Right. Yeah, and it's very intimate, because you're right right in front of this person watching strangling them, them yeah. watching them like watching the life leave their body yeah so it's definitely like a really intimate way to kill somebody yeah for sure. wow. so that's what i thought those are my theories i thought maybe it was somebody she knew or i mean another theory was the maybe somebody wanted a baby um but the baby was still there no but there was no you know yeah. Nobody tried to remove the child. Right. So. Because I was thinking maybe it was the quote-unquote baby daddy mm-hmm. who was finally like fed up with all the so-called harassment. Mm-hmm. That's another. And he was like, thought. you know what? I'm just gonna stop this and you know strangle you, and the baby can die, and you can die, and I can just be free with all this. Right. And that's someone she definitely would go with. Yeah. Because hey, I just want to talk to you. Let's talk about our child. Yeah. Yeah. You know, get in my car. Let's or, go, yeah. you know, get something to eat or get right. some coffee and talk about what what we can do. Yeah, like maybe he knew where she was going to be going and he like stopped by like on the road. Right, yeah. You know, I'm really sorry about stuff. all the, you know, things that I did and I said, but come on into the car, let's talk about this and took her around the trash can she's like what the heck's happening right that's craziness it is crazy but there's still there's no proof that he did anything either i didn't find anything right it's just the whole uh restraining order thing that i found so i mean good theories yeah very good yeah for sure So it's been almost 13 years since Teresa was murdered and detectives are no closer to solving her murder. That's crazy. So they don't, they have no idea if it was even a woman or a man who committed these crimes. No. Apparently everybody, I haven't found anything, but I mean, they don't, obviously don't have any leads since. Have there been any other murders since then? Yes, actually. Uh... There was a woman that was found in the same area that Teresa was. Her name was Hazel Lewis. She was 52 years old. And she was found near where Teresa was found in late 2007. Same, I don't know if it was, I think it was, I read somewhere that it was the same type of she was So it was the found same ML? A, yeah. She was found in a garbage can, burned, strangled. Um... So they don't have any proof that those are linked, but it's a possibility. 
than it might be if they were murdered in the same way, unless there was some kind of copycat or something. I don't know. Do you know if this woman had a mental disability at all? No, I don't know. Hmm. We'll definitely have to re research that and uh, do that on another episode. For sure. So. Go ahead. Huh. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I just wanted to read this quote from Teresa Bunn's family. Well, it says they stated that the only thing that could come close to giving them a sense of closure would be the arrest and incarceration of the monster that murdered Teresa and her son. A uh, quote from her father, Anthony McRae, quote, this time, is our, this time it's our daughter, but it could be your daughter, your niece, your mother. We as a community need to help each other, end quote. Wow. So, I mean, if anybody sees anything or hears anything, anything notices anything out of, the, out of the ordinary, you know, or has any kind of information about Teresa Bud, her murder, murder of her unborn child, as well. Yeah, definitely get a hold of the Oh, there's a number here. It says, well, if you do have any information about the death of Teresa and her unborn child, please contact the Chicago Police Police Department at area code 312-746-6000. I really hope that this podcast brings to light something or sparks something in someone Yeah. that, oh, hey, I seen her here and she was with this person. You know, any kind of tips, any kind of anything would help at this point. Since right. it's been 13 years almost. So. And seeing how it continues on right. with that other woman also, like, that could just be one that you've known of, and there could be so many others that you don't know of. And, you know, there's, there's no wrong way to help. Right. So just make sure that, you know, if you do see something, say something. Absolutely. Well... This was a lot of fun. It was. It was. It was. And, you know, I really hope that you all enjoy this. I really hope you keep listening because this is not the last you will hear from us. No, unfortunately not. You cannot get rid of us. <laughs> yeah. So if you have any ideas on stories you would like us to cover, people missing, murdered, kidnapped, whatever, yep. you can shoot us an email at... The Dead of Night Pod at gmail.com. Alright. Okay. We don't we don't have an Instagram yet or a Facebook yet, but once we do, we will definitely let you guys know. For it sure. will it will most likely be the Dead of Night Pod. Um, but just keep a lookout, keep listening, and help support us in our first page of the journey of podcasting. Yes. Thank you, everybody. Thank you so much. Have a great day, guys. Enjoy this quarantine.